Welcome to the Voices of Ocean Parkway. I'm your host, Victor Zaytuni, and this is the podcast for every runner using running as a medium to connect to the rest of the world. Each week, I have the pleasure of sitting down with a member of our local running community and taking a deep dive into the running scene of OPR, New York City, and beyond. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your content. This week, I had the pleasure of sitting down with an up-and-coming star in the OPR scene, Adam Van Dan. We touch on everything from his origin story, his recent running breakthroughs in the half marathon, his food diary, his new training cycle as he trains for his first marathon, and even his daughter's love of llamas. Yes, llamas. Our full disclaimer, we had a bit of Wi-Fi issues, so my apologies if the audio is a bit fuzzy, but Adam makes up with this quality content. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Adam Bendan. So we're live with Adam Bendan. Adam, thank you so much for coming on this week. My pleasure. Really very excited to so before we jump into all the fun stuff, let's do a little bit of a warm-up. Why don't you take about 30 seconds to just tell us who you are, what you do, and why you're here. Okay. Um, Adam Bendea. Uh At this point, I think all I do is run. Um, <laughs> a lot of us uh, can relate to that. <laughs> uh, no, I actually recently started with a new position where I'm doing digital marketing for an online retailer. Actually, it's Appliances Connection. Cool. So, little Congratulations. Plug there for Appliances Congrats. Connection. It's been great. And one of the best things is my commute is now running because it's in Brooklyn. It's on Bath Avenue. It's oh, that's great. Like right here. So I have a built-in six miles a day. That's awesome. Um, I can tell you I'm really jealous. So, I miss my run commute and going <laughs> back into the office. So, yeah, that's that's actually been great, and I've actually now played with that where I'm running home the wrong way to add an extra mile. Cool. All right, we're making, well, we're making some big moves. Okay, so we're, we're starting. We yeah. already, you already veered us into the running. You're a step ahead of me. So now, that, now that's all I've really got. Is I, <laughs> I, that's what I talk about these days. I talk about running. You know, and that, that's exactly why you're here. So, you know what? Now that we're on the topic of running... Why don't you give us a little bit of a glimpse of how you got into running? And for the crowd, to tell everyone, you used to be a pretty avid basketball player, and I had the chance to talk to some of your old teammates and some old people that played with you, and some of the feedback we got was that if Adam was on our team, we knew we were winning. He was the most active on the court, he was the only guy that got the rebounds, he played defense, and he was the key position player. And now, going from basketball to running is a really big shift. So how did that happen? And how did we get here today? By accident. Um, in the summer of 2018, my wife said she wanted to do the Disney half. She's going to raise the money. She's going to take the whole family. We're doing Disney half. I'm just along for the ride. I don't have to run. I don't have to do anything. She wanted to do this. Cool. Great. We hit sometime early November. I was actually looking. Um, I got my Fitbit. November 24th, it was a gift. So I had already started at that point. But 
early November, she went out to for her first run to go get ready for Disney. She came back, I think, 10, maybe 15 minutes later and said, she'll raise the money, but I have to run. You have to run it. <laughs> That's a great plot twist right there. I said, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> um, in, in the back of my head, I always had this idea of one day, and this one day could be when I'm like 85, but I will run a marathon. Um, if we were talking about basketball, I was on the Ramaz basketball team. Every now and then we would go run the reservoir. Mm-hmm. I actually liked running then. Um, it was not regimented. There was no clock. There was no time. I think one time I looked at my watch to see how I'm doing, more or less, like just to have a clue. Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact distance I ran. I don't know the exact time that I ran that that time. Mm. So we're probably in the like mid sevens by math, you know, yeah. mathematically. But who really knows? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so the, it was always kind of there, but always secondary, right? Secondary or tertiary because you play basketball, you have to run you have to go up and down the court so legs know how to do it to some degree um but you know so running it was always like in the back of my head one day i'll do like long distance it's fits in with everything else i like sports but i had no real plan to do it until like much later on until like i don't know it was like yeah maybe one day i'll think about it like, who knows? Yeah, because even recently, um, like, you posted in the last few years, like, yourself playing in tournaments, and, you like, you play in the center league, and you won some championships. You are a winner here. I mean, to, to like, paraphrase Happy Gilmore, it would be, I'm a basketball player. I just happen to run, right? Like, <laughs> yep. where, so, but pandemic has kind of changed that. Um so it's more running now, but yeah, I was playing basketball, even Disney, the longest run I had before Disney was seven miles. Oh, wow. But you still finished in a one, pretty solid time. time of 243. So you were in pretty solid shape then. Right. And if you, and the, the 243, I mean, I have to defend myself on that because that's just <laughs> disgusting. The, the distance was actually 13.7 okay. on my okay. tracking. If you worked out 13.1 that day, I did it in an hour, in two hours and 28 minutes or two hours and 25 minutes, which is still, you know, it's not fast. But it's it's solid, it's solid. Yeah, but I totally cramped up at mile 10, limped through the last three miles. Like, it was not pleasant Mm -hmm. finishing. I mean, it was exciting, but it was not pleasant. And did your wife end up running or she just cheered from the side? No, she didn't even make it. To Disney in the end, she's because the I don't know between raising and the whole thing. I went my um, then she did the five k, and then I had a son that also came who also did the five k. So it was the three of us. We went, and the rest of the family stayed home. We kind of divided up, and Mm -hmm. because not everybody could run, my younger kids couldn't. So then once two couldn't run, it just didn't make sense to. It. it didn't work. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we did. And it, it was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember finishing Disney and saying, I'm coming back and doing it right. Because... You caught the bug. I didn't. 
But I, I definitely caught a little bit of a bug. That was the first race I did. I had not done any races before that. But I definitely caught a little bit of a bug. I said, I'm going to keep running. I'm not going to just let this go. I, I built something. Mm-hmm. But I was always also running around my basketball, right? Yeah. Sunday morning was pick up basketball, not mm-hmm. long run. For sure. Monday night was more basketball. So maybe I'd run Tuesday, maybe I'd run Thursday. I was looking back at, at the, the early days, and it was like one to two days a week, maybe mm-hmm. two to three miles here and there. It, it wasn't regimented. It was kind of as, a, as I felt, as I went type of thing. And it always revolved around basketball first, right? I need to save my legs to have bounce on Monday night for, for the for week. Sure. All the running is secondary. And I was hoping to lose weight from that, which I didn't. Um, but I, th- but I think that's a very important lesson that honestly probably myself and everyone else could learn listening. Like running doesn't have to be everything. You can easily like fit it in and, and pursue some big goals while oh, having your big part of your life. For sure. But my running didn't progress past a certain point until I put it first. But that's like anything you do in life, right? Mm -hmm. The the primary focus is where you improve. I was a basketball player, so my running didn't improve drastically. And it had incremental improvements. It was okay. But it was not really moving along until... Until I put it first. And, and can we say that first, was this year? Was this the year that you finally felt like you put running first? So, like the answer to everything else these days, the answer is Corona, yes. right? Um, corona killed the spring basketball league. Um, I, I mean, I should backtrack. We, we hit in the beginning of 2020, I set a running goal, I said, I'm going to run this year 365 miles. I'll average one mile a day. Okay. I love that. Yeah, It's basically you figure it's two runs a week to get to seven miles a week, mm-hmm. but it'll be an average. That's how I picked the number. It would be 365 miles for the year. Sounded great at the time when I set the, when I set the goal, right? Sure. And yeah, so yeah. And I was kind of sort of doing it. I'd get a little ahead of the goal. Mm-hmm. I followed it, you know, winter break would hit, followed it behind the goal, catch back up a little bit. I don't know, but I was running, I don't know, two times a week, three times a week, two times one time. I'd miss a week. I'd come back to it. It was always revolving. I had, you know, I picked up whatever sneakers off the shelf. Like, I didn't give it any thought. I was like, oh. That's a cheap pair of running sneakers. No problem. At least, at least they're running sneakers, right? I'm not wearing my basketball sneakers. Um, and you're a basketball player. You don't want to ruin the basketball shoes. Those come in the bag no, on the side. I was never, no, I was never a shoe guy. I didn't care. But they weren't comfortable to run in. Yeah. Right? It's just, they, they're, Fair. each shoe has its purpose, like everything else. Yeah, I realize that even more now, but that was, that was then. And, uh, so yeah, pandemic hit. Um, I started running a little bit more. Now I had already picked up a little bit. I started doing the half run commute home from work even before that, where I would subway to prospect park, run half the park at home. So oh, like it would be, 
That's a great move. Yeah, it, I, there was no way I was doing 12 miles and 10 miles to get home. I was not there. But four miles and five miles, that was still within yeah. a doable range. So Definitely. go to 7th Avenue on the subway, get out. It's about a half mile from 7th Avenue to the park, uphill. But, but still, <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then you run the, you know, the West Park Drive down. It's all downhill. And then you run home. It's, it was great. And if I needed to do it a little shorter, you'd take the next stop on the subway and then yeah. run backwards on East Park Drive. And, you know. That's a great way for anyone that's starting to run home to, like, just ease your way in. Take the subway halfway yeah, yeah. and then take it one stop closer. I, I mean, I got looks wearing shorts and a T-shirt and running here, <laughs> like, the on the subway for that first half. Like. Yeah. What's this guy doing? A little bit, but it's still New York. Well, no one cared that much. Yeah. And so that was my that was my running until the pandemic hit. Then there was no more half commute, which was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very mild case of COVID somewhere at the end of March, early April. Cool. So you had COVID. I'd have and to still look back at. Look back to pick the exact week. I'd have to go back and look at the calendar and figure it out. Mm. But I remember my heart rate on my on my Fitbit. I, I, it was still Fitbit at the time. Um, spiked up about ten beats per second for a week, oh, and then right. came back down. And I felt a little congested, but I was other than tired. It really wasn't much for me. Yeah, but it That's knocked great. me out of the running for I don't know two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and. Then we're working from home, and nothing's happening. I don't have the run commute, so nothing's forcing me to get out of the house and and do it. Yeah. And I don't know, like, end of April, early May, I said, this just isn't working. I, I was already, I'd already gained 10 pounds since I started running. So, like, forget about the fact that I didn't lose any weight when I was, running. I was actually gaining weight. I was getting just really heavy for me. Um, and I, I said, I'm, I have to get out and, and move. So in May, I started really just getting out more. And then I think it was Eli Sit that I ran into the in the butcher one day with my wife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. All I talk about is running these days, right? I run into anybody, and that's what I talk about. Exactly. Um, and he's like, yeah, he does. I don't know. At the time, I think he said like 20, 25 miles a week. I was like, how do you do that? He's like, oh, you do two, three miles every day. It's not that. And then you, it adds up, and there you have 20 miles when it's you no know, sweat. That's like, awesome. I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that. I always thought about like 20 miles as, you know, Go run 10 miles and fill in with a couple, with a couple or small runs. Yeah. So I said, I can, I can do two, three miles at a time and just run. I've got nothing better days, right? Mm-hmm. We're working from home. And so I'll go at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'll go at noon. I'll go at 5. You know, I'll log off the computer at 5 o'clock and go outside and run. Weather's been beautiful. Great. So I started building up my, my weekly miles like that. Three miles, four miles. Three miles, four miles. And that just, you know... Four miles turned into five miles. Five miles turned into six miles. It just got easier and easier just naturally. I wasn't really 
doing it with any kind of goal or any kind of anything in mind. I was just going out there and enjoying it. That was it. It was just getting out there and running. And like at a certain point, three miles didn't feel like I did anything anymore. So I had to do, do more to feel like I did something. Mm-hmm. And it, it really was not a regimented thing. I wasn't trying to get faster. I wasn't trying to necessarily go longer. It was just yeah, kind of happening by itself by accident. Yeah, that's really and, awesome. It's, it's really and, cool to see that because most people, I think, start running and like within a week or two, they're like, okay, I'm signed up for this race. I'm going to do this run. I'm going to get this many miles. And within 10 days, they're burnt out. And I guess you took the complete opposite path. Well, no, because I did that, right? That was my first two years. That was Disney. And I did as much training as I, I mean, I wasn't enough training, but as I thought I could squeeze in in from November to February and did Disney. And then I signed up for, I did not sign up for Turkey Trot that year. I heard about it too late. I heard it. I didn't know what a turkey trot was. I think I heard about it the day before. I think you did I tried to run that, that year, the 10 miler. Right? I did I do it that I think I did that the next year. Yeah, like twenty twenty. I don't think I did it in that year. Twenty twenty. This is twenty nineteen I'm talking God. about. Okay. Right after I did Disney was twenty twenty. I'm going back and forth in time all over <laughs> the place. But I I did the burnout thing. Like I, I finished Disney, I came back, I still ran a little bit. Um I remember going out that year's turkey trot was very cold. And I remember I was talking to, I think it was David Allardyce, who was my trainer for Disney, who was phenomenal. Um, and he was did, he did the turkey trot that year, but I went out. I didn't know from gear for cold weather. I didn't know from anything. I put on a pair of sweatpants, a fleece a pullover, a T-shirt, mm-hmm. and, and went out and came back in after one avenue on ocean parkway crying because my hands were frozen because i didn't wear gloves and and, like that was where i like that was me for two years right like i didn't get anything special i had my like i think it was nike downshifters and then the cheapest sacconis or whatever which felt like running in sand those sacconis i I don't know what i was thinking when i tried those on they were comfortable. They were great for walking around and standing around. But Not for running. They were the wrong ones. Um, but, so, so yeah, so I really, I, I did that burnout thing. I was, like, not really, I liked running, I think, as I said, it was a secondary or tertiary thing. I liked doing it occasionally. But I wasn't building, I wasn't doing Come back to, to, to now, there's no basketball. My weight is still still an issue, um, and I remember, I, I get dates I don't remember, but Jack Manette, no, summertime. I saw Joey Saf on posted on the OPR chat mm-hmm. that he finished a half marathon, and he did it, I don't remember the time, it was like 220, 218, uh, it, was, it was a nice time. Yeah. Uh, it, it was good. And... I, the turkey trot right be, the year before that, which is the 2020 turkey trot, I beat him by like one second. Got it. it 
Like literally, like we mm-hmm. sprinted to the finish. I beat him by one second. So I was like, he just ran a half marathon. I haven't really tried to run a half marathon again since since Disney. Yeah, Disney. Let me let me go see what I can do with this. And I ran like something like a two eighteen or two seventeen or something in that mm-hmm. that range. And I felt great just to finish the distance. At, That's awesome. at that point, and that was like summer twenty twenty. I don't remember the date. Maybe July ish. God, so that's this past summer, and this July-ish, is like... that's this past summer. It's, you're talking about July-ish, August-ish. I'd have to go back into my Strava to find it. But you just went out um, there and you said, "I'm going to run the distance." But, and like... but I had been running a lot, and so the distance didn't scare me anymore. Like ten miles, run to the park, run around one time, just it got very comfortable and enjoyable. So I said, "Let me just go do it and see where I am." Um, so now you finished that race, right? And, and that's the it wasn't thing. even a race. It's, this, this, this is just me going out and running. Yeah. You is, go out there, you go This is only for myself. This has nothing to do with anybody else. So right? it, this is, I'm running a, by myself, for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were on the LPR chat this evening, right? I think uh, Ruth threw out there that she's, you know, her best runs are by herself, for herself, and like, and yeah. that's it. It was by myself, for myself, um, with a little bit of competition, because, you know, I did see that run, and I had to do better. You need the jazz. Um, you need that. <laughs> but, so yeah, I, I went out, and I, I did that. I said, okay, so I'm getting better. But, and I, then I just kept running again, still just for myself, and I kept going. And a couple, like maybe two months later, Jack Manesh put on uh, OPR chat, hey, I'm going to go do a half marathon on Friday. Who wants to come with me? And I, uh, I PM'd him. I said, I'm in. Let's, let's do it. I'll, I'll go run with you for, on, on Friday. Let's, let's see how it goes. And I had, like, in the back of my head, yeah, if I could get it close to two hours, that'd be great. Like, that, yeah. you know, I wonder, if I, I wonder if I've built up to a point where I can get, you know, do it around there. Jack seems to be around that, that mm-hmm. time point. Let, let's see how it goes. And um, I'd never used a gel before that day. I'd never put anything in my water. I barely had a water, water belt. Bottle. I got a water belt over that summer because, <laughs> yeah, awesome. like a belt to hold the water. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't really done anything in terms of nutrition or water intake or anything like that when I was running uh, prior to that. And Jack said, hey, you know, I have an extra gel. Cool. You know, why don't you try it while we're running? Because, mm-hmm. okay, I'll, yeah. I'll try it. It's just handing it to me. You're putting it in my hand. Why not? Yeah. Um, so... You know, he, he coached me through the nutritional aspect of that, that run. Like, said, okay, now we're going to take a gel. I think it was like at mile, I think we took it at mile seven and then again at mile 10 or something around there. All right, perfect. And, uh, and, we're, and we were going, and he really held me back though, because I remember ha- having that like feeling of I just want to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Held me back, and then we hit like mile eight, mile ten, coming off the boardwalk. And I looked at my watch. And I'm like, if I run a good five k for me, I I can just crack two hours. Two hours. And I told Jack, well, let's go for it. Let's see. And yeah. he wasn't having like he wasn't feeling great, but he said, yeah, okay, let's go. Just we'll we'll see what it what it does. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we both ended up cracking. I don't remember if he did or didn't, but I I mean I. Caught it by five seconds. That's awesome. Uh, on my watch, and, and it was a great feeling. Um, and I remember, like, 
I have to do this again. I have to do it better. But again, it was all about me from myself. It was not, I was not signed up for anything. I wasn't training for anything. It was just, you out there. I wanted to. I was out there for myself. And so this so is that, this is November when when you post that on Instagram. This you this you crack under two hours by five seconds. But then not right. even a month later, you go and do an actual race, um, and you dro- drop a one fifty one. Yeah. So that that weekend after I did the the, the two hour um, half marathon, I ran into Nemo in in Shul Minchashabat. Um, and he's like, you, and I told him like, yeah, and I think I saw a race that's December 6th. I, I, I think I can, I should go do it. He's like, well, you just did this. And I said, yeah, you should, you should, you should do it. Go do it. So I signed up. Um, and I think I even threw it out there on the OPR chat. Like, Hey, if anyone else is interested, I'm doing this December 6th. You know, there's a, there's a live race. Yeah. You know, COVID be darned. We're gonna we're gonna you take advantage of. You can do, you can do it anyway. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> December sixth if anyone wants to go. Um, and and I continued, you know, November through, you know, so early November through December, you know, training. But again, I wasn't. I was really focused just on just going out there, building wind. I was not doing speed workouts. Yeah. I was not doing anything. What I had just started was the end of October. I started a food diary. Food diary. Okay, tell us about that. What's a food diary? And so basically, I took an app. I used MyFitnessPal, but there's 25 other the other like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done this maybe 12 years ago and had a lot of success with it. You put in your weight. You tell it, I want to lose one pound a week or two pounds a week or whatever your mm-hmm. goal is. I put in two pounds a week and it said, okay, good. At your height and your weight, you should eat 1,880 calories a day and you'll lose two pounds a week. And you log every last bite that you eat. But how do you, you take eat, into account for running in this case? Because 18... 18- I did. Oh, so I didn't. And that's why I lost the weight faster than two oh. pounds a week. Okay. And how did you feel during that period? Because like you're de- you're holding back so, and you're not eating enough to support all like the extra running. Because at this point you're running nearly oh, thirty miles. I had week. plenty of fat to burn, <laughs> plenty of the, plenty of new calories and energy stored away in the body at that time. That was not a problem. Um, it was getting used to and relearning how to eat. That was hard. Um, you know. It was learning that Friday night, Shabbat, you know, instead of eating a lot of meat and a little bit of string beans, it needs to be a lot of string beans and a little bit of meat. Only for the calorie content. Nothing in the app was actually telling me that you have to eat this or you have to eat that. But when you're looking and you're saying, I'm budgeting out how much I can eat each day and I want to feel full, right? I don't want to. So instead of a cookie, I better eat an app. Because an apple has a certain amount of mass for 100 calories, mm-hmm. and the cookie, I'm starving after I have a after cookie. You eat and the cookie, 150 calories there, and I didn't do anything. So you you you're starting to make. I was starting to make healthy choices, kind of to back into a calorie budget. Okay. So 
I'm eating healthier, but not because I want to eat healthy. I'm eating healthier because I don't want to be hungry. But do you also feel better at this point? Because I, I found when I find at least I don't eat that well, but when I eat well, like those days, I feel like I'm on top of the world. So I feel great because I'm not carrying an extra 30 pounds. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I feel great because I took three sizes down on my pants and like things fit me again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. Congratulations. That, that feels out. good. You know, I don't feel as tired when I run because I'm not carrying as much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. But, so yeah, but anyway, so I started the diet. So by the time December 6th came around, um, I was already down some weight. Um, I don't remember how much at that point, probably somewhere around 10 pounds at that point. Wow. Um, and uh, Jessica Matthews had signed up for that race, and we actually ended up carpooling there together. That's awesome. I'm talking about, she was telling me about her, her time goals for that race as we were driving there, and I was like, yeah, I just want to get under two hours. Under two hours for, you know, a real race would be great. Mm-hmm. You know, that was... Yeah. And if I recall, I was, that was like one of the windiest days. So tell us a little bit about that race. You were on the boardwalk, and the winds so, are flying. It's, it's a crazy day. Yeah, so we get there. We actually run into Sammy Esquirazzi, who was there. Awesome. I think I butchered the pronunciation on his last name. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sammy. But we love you, Sammy. That's what it is. <laughs> I love you, Sammy. Um, and it, it was, it felt very cold when we were lining up to start. Um, and they're doing this social distance starting thing. So they have two people at the lining up and they say, go. Then they wait 10 seconds and the next two go. Now there weren't a lot of people. Maybe there were, I don't know. They did also did it in waves. We went, I think at nine o'clock. But there was an earlier wave, I think. I'm forgetting the times, but there were later waves, earlier waves. And so it it was like nicely spread out. It was very well organized from that standpoint. But you're standing around waiting to start, and it was cold. It was very cold standing around. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, once you get going, you don't feel it so much. And I remember thinking, all right, I'm going to learn the lesson I learned from running with Jack earlier in the year. I am going to take the first three miles really slow. Love it. Really slow. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. don't want to burn out. I'll run fast at the end. Um, yeah. And I remember looking down and I was like, wow, I just finished a mile and a half. I don't know even know where that mile and a half went. The first mile and a half like just didn't exist. But I also think I was like somewhere around nine and a half minute miles at that point. Mm-hmm. Very near a pace, but as people were blowing by me. I just didn't care. I'm doing this, you know, the way yeah. Ralph teaches us, right? Reverse split. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, exactly. So I, I'm just, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to ease into each, uh, each mile. I've got my music going. And as you're running, so... The the way this race worked, it was on the Rockaway Beach boardwalk. Mm-hmm. So running in one direction, there was like no wind. And it was a very sunny, beautiful day. Like it was, I think we even got into the 40s. So it wasn't like 
crazily cold. Like yeah. it was, it was all right. I was rolling on my sleeves by the middle end of the of the race, um, and just you know, little by little, I was picking up the pace each, you know, mile by mile. I was, you know, nine and a half and a nine, and then eight forty-five for the next, you know, three or four miles, and then there was the one guy that passed me that I took him, you know, past him. And then, um, you know, and you're going back and forth and the, the, the turnaround coming back towards the finish, towards the finish line, you would hit a wall of wind. It was like two laps that we had to do. And that, that was like, you really hit a wall there, but it was only like maybe a mile or two stretch like that. So out of the whole run, you're talking about maybe, I don't know, somewhere between, uh, let's say a quarter of the race broken up into two pieces that you really felt like you were running against the wind. The rest of the time, you actually had the wind helping you, right? Back and forth. Exactly. Um, And I remember I hit the 10-mile mark. I said, great, I've got a 5K to go. I'm going as fast as I can for the next three miles. Had to tie my shoelaces twice. No. Yeah, it untied. My fingers were numb. I stopped. I tied my laces. Barely, barely and ran again and apparently I didn't do a very good job because they untied and it they untied again and I had to stop again so I lost an easy 40 to sit 40 seconds to tying shoes oh my god um, but you still finished in an unbelievable 151 I, yeah I still got that 151 finish which I was beyond thrilled with it was it was great um, and the best part of it is everything was negative split and I felt great when I finished. I did not feel exhausted. I came into that finish sprinting. I think I had a, the last tenth of a mile looking at the, I was at like in a seven or seven and a half minute. Like I was sprinting at the end. And I probably left some minutes on the course somewhere because I've got all this energy still. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, but great. And now it's done. And I went back to my regular, I'm running for me, you know. I'm running for me, and at this point, you know, I also came to the conclusion that the office I was currently working for was never reopening. Mm-hmm. Um, and working from home for me is not a healthy thing. So I started really looking for a new position. Opportunities, of course. Um, you know, find something else. Mm-hmm. And which is why at the end of January, I found uh, this current position I'm in, and I found another live half marathon, half marathon, and I said, let me sign up for it, because it gives me, you know, I think I left minutes on on the course the last time, I want to see, you know, now that I've lost all the weight, and, you know, I've really Really? progressed, I think, and I had a a training run that I did, like an eight-mile training run that I got all of my miles in under eight minutes, I'm like, I, I think I can really have a great half marathon. Let me sign up for it and see where I really am. I, I, I was really curious at that point. I love that. And I signed up. I definitely put it on the OPR chat also. You did. You put it on then Facebook I'm, too. You put it, you put it out no there. No one said a word. I wanted a carpool with someone. I did not want to have to drive back. Oh, no. <laughs> but nobody opened their mouth. Uh, and um, I got to the 
got there. I'm getting warming up, you know, getting ready to, to line up for the start, and Sammy shows up. Again, Sammy's everywhere. <laughs> it was great. And um, he's telling me he didn't really run. He's like, like you know, he had also a great run. Did an incredible but, day, too. Uh, so anyway, we line up, and I, I, I'm convincing myself I can do this whole thing sub eight, you know. And I went out too fast. For sure went out too fast. My first mile was like seven and a half and mm-hmm. then seven and yeah, the first I, I I had like my second fastest five K to open up the race. Like that's no good. You had a lot of adrenaline going. But I kept it pretty steady through the bulk of the race. I missed keeping the last two miles under eight. I finished, I did the last two miles like 8.02 and 8.03 or so something like that. that. It's not, that's not like a blow-up. Most it, people blow no, up. I it's like 15 no, I minutes. I completely blow out. I, 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 um, I, but I did burn down. A, like I, My legs did feel dead. Like I finished sure. that race, and I was like, yeah, that was it. And, and the other thing that's going through my mind is, you inspired me for this. Um, I signed, you signed up for this Buffalo half marathon, uh, a, a couple of weeks before this, mm. no, Buffalo full marathon, a couple yeah. of weeks before, uh, I ran the half and I was like, Hey, check this gym. There's a full marathon in Buffalo. And all I have to do is like sign up and oh, there's a spot if I raise. Five hundred dollars, five hundred. That's not like so bad. Yeah, it's pretty. We're used to raising like three thousand dollars, which is super nice, great causes. But five hundred dollars is very reasonable. Five hundred dollars is like I I could put in like twenty bucks a week by myself and just not even know that I did it. You know, and thank God people chipped in and it's all finished. That's great. But um, I was like, let me just sign up for this thing and. I wanted to train for the distance anyway. I, this just gives me a target date for it, right? I, I was kind of yeah. going for it anyway. But anyway, I finished a half marathon. I'm like, there's no way. There's, there's no way that I'm running this again now. Like, but I guess pacing will be different. For sure. Right? I'm not going to try and run a whole marathon yeah. at eight-minute miles. That's just well, let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about the marathon actually. So it's funny. So when I signed up, I think I signed up. It was like the end of January, or early February, and I needed a goal as well. I was looking. Um, I was in like a down period, and one of my posts, like right before the one I uh, talk about the race, is me saying like I need a reset. And for everyone listening, it's always good to take a reset when you feel burnt out. And then I found this race, and you messaged me the next day because that's the day I posted it on Strava that I'm going to be working towards this saying like, hey, um, do you think that I can pull off this race? It's in like 14 weeks. And looking at your history, like you said, you've been running a lot. And I, and I went through your Strava. I'm like, you were dropping 35 miles and 30 miles every week regularly. So you already had a great base. And so I said, of course. And you reached out in the chat and you got Ralph Nasser on board. And you now have like shifted into this plan. One of your concerns coming in, and you told me this, was like, I sort of just like, like you've been saying, like to run for me. So tell me a little bit about how marathon training has been. Like, has it, what have been the highlights? What are the hard parts? And like, what have you, what are you looking forward to? So for the most part, marathon training for me has been the same training I've been doing anyway. uh, You know, I was 
I'm running two a days anyway, right? I'm, my current office has no good public transportation to get there. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't exist. The, the closest thing to public transportation to the current office is the bus, which would take about 40 minutes. Oh my. I run there in 25. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not doing the bus. That's not happening. But it does mean I'm doing two a days, right? So, uh, uh, and. Okay, so I added a mile to the way back because I didn't feel like I was getting quite enough mileage mm-hmm. out of my week doing just like two and a half there to the gym and then three back. It didn't feel like enough of a workout if I'm going to try and make a marathon in a couple of months. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, tacked on a mile. Other than that and deciding like, I was doing long runs on Sunday anyway, so now it's just make them longer runs on Sunday, right? And Ralph has me on a a, a nice plan. I like think I'm supposed to do 15 on Sunday, which will be interesting. That will be my longest run ever. That'll be fun. Um, cool. That'll be fun. Let's see how I feel after that. <laughs> um, and yeah. yeah, so I it's. It's not so much that I don't feel that I'm doing anything so different yet. Um, I probably should be doing some speed work somewhere, some sort of regimented something, but I don't know when. Yeah. Well, I'm running two days for work. Um, so, so the closest I have to speed work right now is on my run home. When I hit Avenue J, I go J to L as fast as I can at that point. <laughs> I figure that means I've run about three miles. My legs are, are worked a little bit. Yep. And let's see how fast I can do that, like, double block. I love it. Um, it's, a, it's a good experimental way. It's how, it's how to do it. And, and, and this is all as of, like, last week. So it's like I'm still figuring it out. For sure. And I and, think the way and, you're saying it's right. Like, to not feel any different means you're slowly building up enough and not, like, throwing it all on yourself at once. Which means like you're doing the marathon training right. Well, we'll see after I do the marathon. Yep. <laughs> if I'm falling over the way I was after I did it, then no, I didn't do it right. Um, I'm not there yet, right? I, I sure. still have to finish 15 miles and feel like I can run another mile, mm. which I mean, you take it I day by day. Yet. I did. I spoke to Ralph actually um, yesterday, telling him that he was going to be on, and the, I loved when he said that every time he tells you to do something, you do another two miles and then say, oh, yeah, I actually felt great after that. So he loves that. I yeah. love hearing that. It's so, really... Yeah, so like here, this past uh, Motsay Shabbat, um, they put up that they were doing this. And I think I, I saw it like at 7 o'clock. I was like, oh, they're running in 20 minutes? Turned to my wife, I, I'm going to go run. <laughs> Is that all right? She's like, yeah, we're not doing anything. No problem. And I threw on my sneakers uh, and, you know, my gear or whatever. And that was a fun run. It was really relaxed. Running with a group. I hadn't run with a group of people um, since the last OPR group run. Yeah. Which I think was like Thanksgiving. I I think there might have been one other one, but. It's been a while. They've been, unfortunately, too few and far between. But um, 
So that's a call out to yeah, everyone so, listening to make group yeah, runs. If you want to run with do people. some group runs. Like, I don't figure out a time and, and do something to get everybody together. Yeah, well, last time um, we wrote in, the, last time I said on the podcast that we should do a youth running program, it officially got launched today with the center. So now this is going to be the second time we ask for something. Let's make group runs. Hopefully nice. somebody will listen. Yeah, we should have like a monthly OPR run. Like, it should just be, I don't know. I know everybody's schedules are, are rough and everybody finds their own niche time to get in. And that's the beauty of running is, right? I feel like running now, it's 10 o'clock at night. Okay, no problem. I just need to throw on my sneakers. I don't need to get a game together. I don't need to call anybody. I don't need to, like, organize anything. I can just, yeah. you know, press a button on my watch, put on my sneakers, and go. Exactly. Um, but, so, yeah, uh Lost my train of thought. Oh, we were talking about how you went for that run on Saturday night. Oh, so I went to that run, and then, so they were talking about, uh, you know, three miles, right? No no big deal. So three miles Saturday night, and I have my nine-mile run scheduled for, for Sunday. Sunday. That's not so bad, and I'm used to bouncing back, but I forgot to think, okay, but I felt good. And I have to tell you, like, it was the first time I think I ever finished a run, and it was like, oh, we're done? We're like... Done. <laughs> I want to keep going. That is the best feeling. I'm Which was such a great feeling because usually I push myself to like a point where, I mean, I enjoy myself. I enjoy the run. I like have great moments when I'm running. I like there are moments where you top a hill and the right song comes on and you just like explode into like with energy and it's great. But it's usually in the middle of my run that I feel like that. Yeah. Um, usually by the time I finish a run, I've pushed myself and I'm like, Done. You're done. This was like the first time that I finished a run, and it was like, a, and I was like, uh, having recovery in the middle, these like two a day, and like it's like learning to run on kind of not fully recovered legs, I guess. Yeah. And a lot of this is stuff that I I hear on the chat, and I talk to all the people in OPR, and you know, it's little things like you talk. I was talking to Victor Wengler at the OPR dinner, and he's like. Oh, you want to get faster? Work on your cadence. I'm like, what's cadence? What's cadence? <laughs> yeah, every every time we learn like something new. Right. That's what it is. Something new, right? And and then you like little things like that, and it's so you know people talk about. I get a coach, and I need coaching, and coaching is great, but we have crowdsourced coaching built in with OPR. Yeah. If you really follow the chat and and everybody is like willing to talk to you, like you can side chat someone that you've never spoken to ever and have been, but they're on OPR chat and you just talk to them about running and it can be like a half hour conversation going back and forth on the merits of barefoot running. <laughs> yeah. You know, I which I'm that. not cut out for, but whatever. Um, and you have like this built in group coaching, crowdsourced coaching, right? I guess that's the age we're in. We're in the sort of age of crowdsourcing. crowdsourcing. Yeah. So we have crowdsourced coaching and OPR. And so talking um, about OPR, like just building exactly on everything you're talking about, how has like OPR itself played this role in building like your love of your more recent love of running, like having the community, having your friends and all of that? Well, so I don't know if it built my current love of running, but it got me to a point where I could have the current Got love it. of running. Yes. In okay. other words, in, in those doldrum days, in the early days when you're running once a week and you're kind of the mile there and the mile, mile back. back. Oh, there's the two. Saturday night and then, and then Sunday, 
another nine, and people following me, and that I was following on Garmin and on, and on uh, Strava. That's what kept me interested, right? Like I finished a run, and then I'd look at it on Strava, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, this person kudos me, and that person, and then I'm going through other people's runs. I'm like, oh wow, I'm kind of on that person's level or this other person's level, and I think if I work a little harder, maybe I can get to this person's level and. Yeah. It's not that I'm necessarily competing. It's just like okay, it it's like setting milestones. Like this is an achievable kind of. If that person can run at that speed, if I put in the time and effort, I could probably do it too. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's like seeing people that you know that you're interacting with that are in your age group or in your fitness level or in whatever, and seeing them. I ran into Joey Salama running, this is early in the summer, before I did the half marathon, uh, just on a training run. And I remember like we ran like a piece of the run together. And we, I was saying, what is, like how fast do you have to run if you wanted to do a two hour half marathon, right? So this was at the beginning of summer. I think he told me like, oh, it's somewhere around 9.05, somewhere in that range. It's maybe a little, somewhere whatever it is. Yeah. Right? And I thought that was like crazy. It was impossible. But I'm looking at Joey, I'm like, well, borderline like the same build and the same kind of this. So I guess I just have to work harder and eat better and I can do it too. You know, and, and it's, you know, not from a competition standpoint, just seeing people that are, it's not like a basketball player and you see LeBron James and it's like, well, I'm never going to be six nine, super athletic, and able to jump twenty feet in the air. It's, just, it's not going to happen. But this is like seeing regular people in our community that are the similar backgrounds and similar stories. And if they can do it, then it's achievable. You know, it's just a matter of putting the time and effort, deciding if you want to do it to, to do it. And if you don't, don't. It's you know, it's not you're not competing with anybody. It's just whatever you feel. That, that's absolutely awesome. And I guess I, I'd like to shift to one final, uh, one final topic that I think would be cool to touch is how, how is running played in with the family? And, and this is specific because I saw a picture of you and your daughter doing a virtual 5K together and, and it looked really cute. And I'm curious like how your running's rubbed off on everyone in the family. So it hasn't really rubbed off on everybody. They're excited for me, right? They love, they'll support my running off. And they, they love it. Um, and my wife's been super great about it, you know, because it is time. It's, For sure. You no, know, we didn't start Sundays until noon because, you're you know, finish school, go run, it's noon, right? So um, thank God they've been, like, crazy supportive. What happened with my daughter was I, once you put plug in running, right, Google and all the Internet, all they do is feed you only running stuff. Yep. Everything on your feed is all running. It's, and now with Corona, it was all virtual runs. Oh, you ran a race like 25 years ago. You should run a virtual <laughs> you know, race. Virtual race, uh, yes. Okay. So uh, whatever, I'm, I, I look at it as running T-shirts I can buy, yeah. right? That's basically what it came down to. And I did one for myself because uh, I like the Baby Yoda one. There was uh, Fit You Seek, Run You Must. Yep. Baby Yoda t-shirt that I got. So I did a run sign, a virtual run five day. I don't remember which, which company did it. So whatever. So now I get all of their, their emails and I see one that says no problem. And no my problem. oldest daughter loves llama. 
She loves llamas. She's obsessed with llamas. She has llama dolls. She has llama everything. She loves llamas. So I showed her this T-shirt. She's like, you got to get me the T-shirt. I said, I'll make you a deal. I'll do the T-shirt. You do a 5K with me. Like, That's we'll walk awesome. it, we'll run it, we'll run it. So I'm not doing it. You're getting a medal that says you ran a 5K. I'm not letting you do this you without actually doing it. So I, I dragged her through it. Um, I let her run it slow. I let her walk where she wanted to walk. Mm-hmm. She was not, not I mean, she was a trooper and a half. I don't want to, I shouldn't knock her in any way. She was great about it. Um, but she never feels well after a run. Yeah. So it's not like something she wants to do on a regular basis, but it was a really fun day that we had together. I love that. Um, my, my the youngest of my three boys likes to go on runs with me. He'll do a five k running at like ten minute pace at this point. That's so cool. You gotta get to do that together. Cool. Which I can't wait for the weather to be just a little bit better because while I'm crazy enough to run in like ice and snow at twenty degrees, I don't think he should kind of run in the yeah. street in ice and snow at twenty degrees. Probably not a good idea. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the weather getting better, and I have to. And I was thinking to myself today that I have to. Well, well. Anyway, this takes me to the last topic. Eight. Yeah. And and I always like to end with, if you can give everyone a reason that the day after they hear this, they should lace up and run. What's the most important reason, or something that comes to mind? Give yourself time for yourself. Everybody needs to have time where. They, I mean, I love my family. I love everybody around, but getting 20, 30 minutes, an hour, just where all you have to do is think about putting one foot in front of the other, maybe putting some music in your ears or an audio book or, you know, whatever's interesting to you and just having that time, make sure your phone is on do not disturb, do not answer a phone call, just Take the time. Use it as time for yourself. It's healthy time for yourself. And you, you, it's just the best. And and it's wrapped up in exercise, which everybody needs. You know, so you, you, two birds with one stone. Be diligent about giving him opportunities to do it because he really does enjoy it when, when I offer it. Um, And the others, they're supportive. They like watching me get excited about it running but not haven't expressed real interest in doing it themselves which is great because everybody has their own interest 100 percent. well it's something what's cool on you and you'll probably get to see is the way like your kids are going to start chasing dreams and chasing different goals because they see you pursuing them like that in itself rubs off yeah hold on one second because one of the kids is here what is it sylvia come here what's up you like running too you do like running say hi hi everyone (laughs) there's so much to take away from this chat with adam but my favorite thing was hearing how his breakthroughs came in the midst of him simply running for himself if you're looking to learn more about adam you could find them at adam van Dam on instagram i love and always welcome any feedback and recommendations you can reach me at Voices of Ocean Parkway on Instagram or shoot me an email at voicesofoceanparkway at gmail.com. Until then, this is the Voices of Ocean Parkway, hoping to catch you on the roads of OP soon.